Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Welcome to another episode of the Monthly Comics Cast, brought to you by the New England Society of Geeks. Um, as always, I am Derek, and I brought with me the Cosmic Comic Guru, Dario. How you doing? And the world's greatest sidekick, Paul. What's up, guys? How's it going, guys? Not too bad. It's been a, been a month, huh? Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's jump into it. As always, we like to start with our comic book review. Um, and it seems like I have the biggest pile. Ha ha. Yeah. Well, could be good at something. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, <laughs> you keep it up, you won't be the cosmic comic guru anymore. <laughs> so, who wants to go first? Uh, why don't you go first? You have a big stack. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. All right. So, my first issue is Avengers number 12. And there's a special reason why I picked this issue. Have either of you been reading Avengers? No. Nope. Good. So the current um, lineup is changed, and they now have their headquarters in a celestial. Yeah, they're living in the, they're living in the celestial's body, in a right? Dead celestial. Yeah. yeah. And Black who Pink, wants to live in a mansion? I don't want to live in a mansion. Yeah. They're living celestial. in a. In not only that, but it's up in the North Pole. <laughs> so. Black Panther is the chairman of the Avengers, mm-hmm. and he created a special team, um, which he he to take care of non-Avenger things and to do some like intel and some spying and stuff. So it's kind of like a secret Avengers, but uh, he calls them the agents of Wakanda. Okay. So what made it interesting is who he's picked for the agents of Wakanda. Um, and first, he has Gorilla Man from Agents of Atlas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. Uh, and they went with Wasp, the original Wasp. Okay. Janet Van Dyne. Yep. Um, and she's kind of like the leader of the Agents of Wakanda. Is she the, is she the field leader? Yes. And, and Black Panther is like the, the head dude, the top, the top dog. Well, she's they called the, it, they called in the Avengers, they always call it the, chair per, the chairman. Yeah. The, or the, yeah. the chairperson the or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Black Panther's a chairperson. Um, Wasp is is not actually on the Avengers. Mm-hmm. She's on this Agents of Wakanda like subset. Yeah. Um, and next they have Kazar. Kazar. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I don't know if you guys know this one, but um, they went into the X Men universe and they picked Brew, who is a mutant alien brood. I know who that is. Yeah. You wear glasses? Yeah. 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 He's yeah. wicked smart. Yeah. He's wicked smart. Yeah. So he's like he's like the IT guy. So he doesn't go in the field. He's no, he doesn't. Guy. No. Yeah. yeah. He he does field support and stuff. Then they went and they got Morbius the Living Vampire. <laughs> Most whack job team ever. <laughs> well, there's one. 
And then after that, they got John Jameson Manwolf. Okay. I see a theme. I see a little yeah, bit of a theme happening. Like a here. monster commando. <laughs> yeah. And um, he's not actually on, on the team, but Black Panther goes to Odin for advice. Because mm-hmm. they did that whole... Um, First Avengers? First Avengers. Or whatever yeah. they want to call it, yeah. Yeah, the uh, one, million million BC, yeah, one BC Avengers. So Black Panther... There's some interesting conversation between Black Panther and Odin here. Yeah, because I can actually see that being pretty well written. Yeah. Who's writing the book? Good question. I believe it's, I think it's an Aaron. Yeah, it sounds about right, I think. Yes. Yeah, okay. Jason Aaron, Ed McGinnis is doing the artwork. So the other thing that there's, there's apparently a war brewing between Dracula and some of the other vampires. Please tell me Dracula looks like Dracula again and not the, not the, the long white hair with the ponytail and the red armor. They haven't shown him yet, so right. I don't know. His, his, his look over the past few yeah, years has was, been like that. So. He was the last one, yeah. And then they have a character I'm not totally familiar with. He's called American Eagle. Ah, I know who that is. Oh, I, have his, I have his first appearance. Oh, do you? <laughs> I oh, sure there do. You <laughs> there you go. Um, then they have another character from X-Men, Dr. Nemesis. Uh, yeah. Uh, wait, that's not who I think it is. I don't know who Dr. Nemesis is. What's he look like? He's all in white there. With oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought it was. Dr. Nemesis. I, uh, he's got a costume that's kind of like uh, Phantom X, which is... Yeah, but they're, it looks like, just because they're, they're, it looks they're like all a white. question with a yeah. surgical mask. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then this guy called Fat Cobra. Fat Cobra, not to be confused with Slim Cobra. Yeah, he is. Cobra from DC. Is he from uh, Iron Fist? I think so. He's one. Of, he's from one of the Seven Kingdoms. That's what I'm thinking. He yeah. did that. He's the from Celestial Street Kingdoms. Fighter. Yeah, yeah. He's basically hundred uh, hand slap. Yeah, um, and then. The big reveal on the last page, Blade. That's cool. Yeah. And that's so that whole issue is about him forming that team then. Yes. Okay. Basically, yeah. But it was just it was fun to see the characters they brought in and stuff. I'm glad to use a blade again. Yeah. And and since they started building up that war with Dracula and the other vampires, that's why they brought Blade in. Yeah. So in Morbius? In Morbius. Morbius, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. I'm going to have to read it, because I, I like stories that involve Dracula uh, in the Marvel mm. Universe. Mm. There's, there's been some really good ones and some really bad ones. Of course, yeah. Um, and Morbius, when they, when, they, when they got Morbius, they rescued him, because he was being chased down by vampires, mm. because they want, for some reason... He's not a real vampire. He's no. a living vampire. Yes. That's what he kept saying. I'm a vampire <laughs> through science, so I don't know why they want me, yeah. but... Yeah. Maybe can't he go out... Can't Morbius go out in the sun? I think he can, but I think That's he's weak. Probably, they probably want his blood. Yeah, both to, him and Blade. They're yeah, trying maybe, to figure yeah. it out. Yeah, maybe. You're right. Yeah. yeah that's good. But it, right now, it's part of the mystery. Can I say that for a minute? Is it like part one of a, of like a story arc that's the writing now? Sort of. Yeah. Or it's like this is going to play into the next story arc, probably. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was. I'm enjoying this uh, Avengers book. It's been pretty good. Um, it's an interesting lineup overall. They have Cap, um, Thor, of course, Black Panther, the, uh, the Ghost Rider, Robbie Ray is Ghost Rider, which is in eh. Well, I'm glad they're using him. I actually like his character, and I can't say that yeah. I like his character from the comics. Mm-hmm. I can say that when they put him on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I really like the character yes, on that show. I agree, yep. And, but there's a lot of similarities with the way that they wrote him on the show versus how he is in the comic. It's just that... For some reason, the comic didn't gel with me. Probably because... The art was kind of different. Yeah. 
I mean, I like him, but yeah. I mean, being Ghost Rider fan, it's like he's not. Oh yeah, well, I grew up on I grew up on Johnny Blaze. Johnny and, Blaze, yeah. and I like the Danny Ketch one too. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. But uh, so I'm kind of lukewarm on him, but he's been fun in this book. But they also have She Hulk, who Thor has a thing for. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and um, yeah, him and Captain Kirk. <laughs> green. That's all has to. That's all matters. I know. I'm green. forgetting somebody. What on the on the regular Avengers? Yeah, uh, he's, uh, Iron Man. No, no Iron Man's not Iron on Man's it. Not on it. Uh, it's Cap and She Hulk and Ghost Rider and Thor. Thor, Black Panther. Yeah, Black Panther and somebody else who would have been matching up with this group. Yeah, they, they match up with the with the with the Avengers uh, BC. Right. So if you can think of that team, that, that team, then you can figure it out. Right. Anyway, BC. Yeah, because they're basically saying that they're heroes around since the dawn of time. All the, uh, all those, all the, either, either the immortal ones or yeah, the ones that have a bring in Conan. No, well, no, baby, well, not. well, they could do a crossover. They, but. they are, they are doing that, that weekly Avengers event, and supposedly right. he's in it. Oh, so, eh. so possibly. Um, all right, shall I keep going? Or would one yeah, of you do another one? Like? All right, thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh, oh yeah. How do you rate it out of out of cheese wheels? <laughs> no, didn't we say we were going to do Infinity Stones? Oh, yeah, yeah, we're doing Infinity Stones. That's, that's right, we're that's doing the, Infinity Stones. Yeah. Um, since it has a lot of the lower-tier characters that I like, like I love Gorilla Man, um, I like Kazar, I love Blade. What's the name What's the name of Kazar's cat? Isn't it Sabu or something yep, like that? Sabu. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Ah, my memory's not totally Trying to trip friend. you up. <laughs> um, I definitely give it a thumbs up. I'll go with... I'll go with five out of six instant yeah, infinity say, how many stones. infinity stones out of the six? Five out of six? That's good. Five. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with them. Because obviously they didn't do that just to have them be in the background. Yeah, no, they they, they spend the whole issue forming the team, talking about how they're going to go fight vampires, and then they're never going to talk about you'll never, hear from, never again. hear from them again. Hey, there's, there's issue 24 in. rolls around. Hey. Oh yeah, <laughs> that would not bad. that would not be the first time that's happened in comics. Yeah, either that, or hold true, yeah. off and save it. They'll save it for a extra large exercise annual. Oh yeah, they'll, maybe they'll oh. bring back giant, giant X Men, giant size. Oh yeah, that would be cool. That would, that that would, would be, be cool. very cool. Yeah. All right, so my next book is uh, Black Widow number one. So I always, I kind of always enjoy reading the solo Black Widow books mm-hmm. when they come out. And Black Widow's been kind of messed up lately because she got killed. Yep. In the Secret Empire, uh, no, I think it was. It was a Secret Empire. Yeah, it was Secret it was, Empire. Yeah, but then she got brought back, which I missed. She that. was cloned. She was cloned. So the Red Room has a has has basically vats of these women in them, right? That they grow and they're ready to use whenever they want. Right. So they kind of took a. Weird red room turn that I don't okay. necessarily appreciate, and it downloaded information into her brain. Oh, I so see. So she's okay. she's Black Widow, right? But she's in a new body. Right. And uh, you knew Black Widow had super soldier serum in her, right? Yep. Okay, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I think these new bodies have them too, but I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. So she's back, and um, I like Black Widow when she was with uh, Daredevil. Yeah, yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hate, I hate to say I like her when she's teamed up with some other person, but I mean, when she's teamed up with Daredevil is really good, and when she's teamed up with Winter Soldier is awesome. Yes, very yeah. good. Um, in the the beginning of this book, she's teamed up with Cap. 
So this is written by Jen and Sylvia Soska with art by Flaviano. And I have mixed feelings about this book. First of all, um, I'm not crazy about the art. I'll let you guys take a look at that. I'm sorry. Ongoing or a miniseries? It, I believe it's an ongoing. Until they cancel. Until they cancel it. Um, or they come up with another type of crisis where they can redo the whole story all over again. Coming up probably in the next couple of months. So the, the artworks, it's not horrible, but it's not the best artwork I've seen for Black Widow. Mm. Um, and then it, looks, it feels like they're trying to give it like a slightly anime feel. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm not totally crazy about. Yeah. Anime or manga? 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 I would say manga. Probably yeah. Is, uh, yeah. Manga Just probably by looking at the cover. Yeah. Well, it's different on the inside than the cover. Well, they're all different than, than the cover. Not always. But yes, you're right. Mostly yeah. they are. So that in that book... It felt a little weird because it started off as a story with um, Cap and Black Widow on New Year's Eve trying to stop a, a Captain America imposter from blowing up everybody at Times Square. And it wasn't bad. Um, but, then, but then it comes to a point where the Black Widow almost kills the Captain America imposter. And Cap says, oh, you know, we don't do that. We don't kill. Because apparently since she's come back or been cloned, um, she has more of a... Dark. Yes. So she decides um, to, instead of trying to fight the dark side, she's going to go more into the dark side. So she goes to Madripoor. And <laughs> she goes dressed up um, like patch yeah i can see that i'm trying to figure out when she decides to dress the like old Wolver- the wolverine disguise it's a with the eye patch di- and everything it's a great disguise that yeah. was that was around the time when uh there was more than one there was more than one hero that decided to wear an eye patch and all of a sudden people right. didn't know who they were <laughs> they're just like oh i didn't recognize you with that eye patch so then she, and that's she, in, in that in that uh sombrero <laughs> <laughs> So she goes to Majapur and she gets mixed up in a, like a child trafficking thing. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be the story, I guess. So it wasn't bad. Um, I, I I have mixed feelings about the eye just by flipping through it. It goes yeah. from it, it. It seems fitting in some panels and not in others. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so but I, I would. would no, I wouldn't say it's inconsistent. I just think that. Like the scenes of Madripoor in the end, I think the art is fine, and I think it was the scenes with Cap that were throwing me. Like, yeah, cause, but now that you tell me it's not Cap, that That's makes more got, sense because yeah. he looks good. Right. There's a couple of panels where he looks goofy, but mm-hmm. it's not. It's not Steve, man. <laughs> it's one of the five hundred thousand other people that are trying to be Cap. Yeah. <laughs> so I think um, overall, mm-hmm, I'm gonna go with for this issue. I'm going to go with a three out of six. Three out of six. Infinity Stone. Thumbs up, thumbs down, or indifferent. Thumbs sideways. Mm, You're indifferent. Kind of a wobbly thumbs. <laughs> um, I'm going to read the next issue to see, and then I'll, you know. Are you going to do the standard, give it three, give it the three to four issues to kind of settle in? And I think so, yeah. Then, yeah, you're done. Yeah. yeah. Like the three, or the first story. Yeah, yeah, usually yeah. four issues. Four issues we'll is see. usually your first story arc. We'll see how it goes. Again, like I said, I like reading solo Black Widow stories, so. <laughs> I got to give them credit. At least the patch is on the left instead of the right. <laughs> at, least, at least they mixed it up. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, we'll see if it gets any better. 
it's not horrible, but it didn't like thrill me right away. Yeah. Why don't you save this one for last? Because we're I was just going to say that. Yeah, we're all going to talk about that. I was just going to say that. Hmm? Who's this? Tiger, Tiger. No, 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 no. That's not Tiger, Tiger. That's Tiger, Tiger. That's not, that's not, uh, uh, it is, Viper? That's not Viper? No, from, it's not Viper. It's it looks Tiger. Like that is Tiger, Tiger. All right. I didn't know who that was. She's wearing green. They automatically assume yeah, that's a Viper. raven-haired woman wearing <laughs> green, green is Viper. Viper. <laughs> nope. It's Tiger, Tiger. Who is running Madripoor right now? So she's the one who gets Black Widow involved in the helping her um, break the yeah. uh, child trafficking yep. ring. All right, what do we got next? Next up, ooh, um, two issues of this book came out, so and I've read both. This is Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> thwip, thwip. Thwip, thwip. So it's written by Tom Taylor um, with artwork by Juan Cabal. And... It's it's more of um you could I guess you could almost say like a street level Spider Man. Mm-hmm. So and it's got a lot more Peter Parker in it. Um and at first I wasn't even sure if I was gonna get this, but I'm glad I did because Cause the fourteen Spider Man title books ain't enough. And uh, yeah. Well there's there's supposed to be more coming too. <laughs> I gotta say, Tom Taylor, I like the way he handles Spider Man. He 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 gets it right. Mm-hmm. He gets the humor right. He gets the the personality right, and it's really good. And I'll let you they, Oh, thank you. The, and they, the artwork's good. It's really clean, which is a little. It's almost too clean. Yeah. But um. Oh, yeah, I can see that. yeah. But I like it, and the the book is really good, and I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> and it's it's funny because he's he's still. It looks like Romita, Romita Jr. Almost, yeah. Um, he still has a, a boomerang as his roommate. Oh, yeah. So that's awesome. That's been good, And he too. knows that's boomerang. He does, yeah. I don't know. Is boomerang know he's Spider-Man? No. Okay. I he does so. not. <laughs> There's an interesting scene in one of these. I forget what issue it is where boomerang's wearing, sitting around playing video games yeah, in his that, underwear. I saw that same issue. But it turns out it's Peter's underwear. <laughs> Yeah. So he's like, he's like, oh, I'll give these back to you after I wash them. And Peter's like, no, keep them. But the weird thing is, it's pink underwear with like black tiger stripes. So I'm like, why, Peter? Why do you have pink underwear with black tiger stripes? It's Mary Jane's underwear, probably. <laughs> probably. But yeah, it really, it's, it's really good. And like I said, um, he really handles Spider Man and Peter Parker really well. I, I like. I like Spider-Man when... Oh, my God. Here, right, There's a scene right here where he's, he's wearing the... Yeah, the, the underwear. underwear. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... I, I like Spider-Man when they, when they write him as Spider-Man, when yeah. he's just a uh, street-level guy. Right. I mean, he's, he's stronger than street-level heroes, mind you, but... Right, but he's... He's, just he's, de- he's dealing with that kind of crime. Right. And uh, that's, that's what this is. And so. he's not running a company or any of that right, stuff. Right, yeah. Um, I mean, they can grow them up and they can do all that stuff with them. Um, but if they, when they write the classical stories, I like those too. But the art in this, uh, yeah, the art in that book is very fitting for Spider Man. Yeah, think. I kind of like it. I like, like, I like the way he does Spider Man. Sure. Although it almost seems his leg is a little too extended. Yeah, but it's a pretty long uh, leg. I just got long legs. <laughs> <laughs> but I recommend this book, and I'm going to give it a 
I'm going to go with six out of six. I knew you were going to say Infinity that. Infinity Stones. I knew it. It's not a full gauntlet. Yeah. Oh, not a full gauntlet. No. But it's six out of six stones. Oh, six stones in a gauntlet. There's only six. Yeah, but the the gauntlet is a whole separate thing, remember? Oh, so the gauntlet's like when you just destroy the universe. Yeah. Oh, no, or fix it. You don't have to always destroy. Right. We're in a, we're in a new... you can have new... the stones without the gauntlet. Yeah, we're in a new world now. This is a work in progress, people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it a Gardner's Infinity Stone on the forehead. <laughs> Break it down to individual stones. <laughs> Next up, we have the brand new Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Which just came out. I'm, I'm really looking forward to reading that. That's got a lot of really good characters in it. It's it got Darkhawk in it. It's it got does. Beta Ray Bill in it. It does. Silver Surfer in it. It does. It's got Star-Lord in it. It does. And Groot. It does. And, and uh, now I'm guessing. An interesting Groot. <laughs> I don't know who else is in it. Wait, is Super Scroll in it? Liked, no. Ah, damn it. Well, he might be in the I would have liked it if they got rid of Star-Lord and grew and brought in some of the original ones. No, oh. no one ever liked the original ones. I know you guys no. all, all yeah. are all going to get mad at me for saying that, but no, I agree yeah. with you. you know, nobody, nobody, really. nobody loved Charlie X. No, or Charlie Seven. I think Charlie. One of those is from Star Trek, and one of those is from Marvel. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, it was Charlie Twenty Seven, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think he's the Marvel one. I think. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so basically, I won't get into it too much because you haven't read it yet Dario but it starts off basically with um, Star Fox mm-hmm. also Ooh. known as Eros Yep, he's gathered together a bunch of the greatest forces in the universe um, not including any any of the Earth heroes he left them all out yep. on purpose he yep. says um, and he gathers them on Thanos' ship with Thanos' headless body yep and, um, you know, he says, basically, they read, they I mean, have the, the last will of Thanos. Yeah, I read the blurb in Comic Shop News that's, yeah. that, that showed that he was reading the last will and testament of Thanos. Right, so it's yeah. a holographic um, recording in which Thanos says, oh, you think I'm dead? I'm not dead. You think I'm dead? But apparently he... Um, uploaded his conscience. He says he uploaded his consciousness into somebody else's body. Oh, just say clone. Please say clone. <laughs> he didn't <laughs> specify. That's the thing. So now, um, Star Fox. So he could be anybody, is what they're trying to say, right? Anybody in the universe. He could be anybody. Thanos could be anybody. Anybody. So with Star Fox gathered everybody together to tell them, we need to go out and kill everybody. <laughs> because we don't know who, the, who which one Thanos Are you kidding be. me? Does no, he I'm say serious. That? We need to kill everybody. Basically. Well, he didn't say everybody, but he said a lot of people. We need to just go down the line. I have a list. Starting with Gamora. Oh, did she survive? She survived the Infinity Warps? Yes. Um, And a lot of... He seems to think that Thanos is going to be one of the Earth heroes. So he's like, we need to go kill him. Sleepwalker. Doom. No, never Doom. Doom's too, too never good. Doom. Doom's, Doom's so, too good to be possessed by Thanos. So then we cut to... Doom possesses you. <laughs> we cut back to the uh, the Guardians, who now are just Star-Lord and Groot. And that he's not... They're not really the Guardians anymore. Yeah, it's, like, just, it's just Star-Lord and Groot yeah. flying around. And he heads to nowhere, which is the... The giant celestial. celestials, because yep. everybody loves to live in a celestial's body. Everybody, if does. you can find a celestial's body, move in. <laughs> Why not? Um, 
But so they go to nowhere to, I don't even know what they're doing, but they go to nowhere and he contacts nowhere and asks for landing clearance. And it turns out that nowhere is gone. What? How does he get there? It's gone. Like, like, oh, so he's flying there. And he, so obviously he doesn't know it's gone yet. Right. He's requesting a landing clearance and all that. Okay. Right. So it's gone because it has been taken over by the Black Order. Oh, that's awesome. Who uses it. They use it to go attack all of Star Fox and the other gathered. Um, all the heroes on the Thanos' ship? Yeah. So there's a big fight there. And then um, that's all I'm going to say. All right. I'll read it when I go home. But at the end of the issue, we find out who will be the new roster of the Guardians. Is it the cover? No. Or is the cover a tease? Tease. Did it's, you read it? I flipped through it. Oh, did you? The cover has some of them. And the reason the new Guardians is formed is... Cosmic Ghost Rider is going to be on a team because people love him right now. Is not at all what you think. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick four people on this, on this cover, and I'm going to assume that they're members. Um, Cosmic Ghost hold Rider. Hold on, hold on. Let me oh, see. Oh, there's more? Let me see. But wait, if you order now... <laughs> oh, yeah, and there's a big a good, reveal at the a good, end. A good chunk of it's going to be popularity of the character. There's a really cool reveal at the end of who the, uh, who the main bad guy is. That was Thanos. If it's not Star Fox, I'm going to be upset. Okay, so... <laughs> Well, you might be upset. All right, so there's... And I mean, yeah. I mean Star Fox 64. So there's six members in Nebula. total. Nebula. There's six total? Six total. All right, Cosmic Ghost Rider. Yay and nay. You really want to know? Yeah. Yes. All right, of course he is. All right, uh, I, need to, I need to look at the cover to guess a few more. Dark Hawk, the answer is no. Sadly, no. I know. I would have loved that, Yeah. but no. Uh... uh I don't think they're going to pick Silver Surfer. Um, Beta Ray Bill, he's not in anything right now. Yep. Yeah, of course. Uh, Nova, he's not in anything right now. Nope. No, he's not. All right. Uh, Adam Warlock's in his own book, so I'm not going not gonna to say he's in the book. Nope. Yeah. Moondragon. Yep. Dumb. <laughs> Instantly dumb. I hate Moondragon. All right. Does it help if it's a Moondragon from a different universe? No. Maybe it doesn't, she's a clone. All, well, it depends. There is probably a universe where she's cool. So I'll give it that much. <laughs> <laughs> but in all those infinite possibilities, the chance of it being cool is Groot, because you can't have a Guardians of the Galaxy without Groot. Yes. Uh, is but Rocket Raccoon dead? I don't. Raccoon? I don't remember if he's dead. All right, so that means he's not on the team. No, he's not on the team. <laughs> okay, I tricked you. Because I don't remember what happened to him. Star-Lord's Star on the team. Of course, yeah. Of course. I will say Groot is, Groot is um, a different Groot. He's oh, a, is he the smart one? Yes. Yeah, okay. Did you read Infinity Warps? Yes. Okay, because he got smart. The gardener gave him back his... Gave him back his yes, his but not only that, but he's kind of angry now. Yeah. So... He's kind of like Groot should be, like back kind in of the a, old days. He's kind of a dick. Yeah, he should be. <laughs> oh, uh, I really hope this is this is going to be true, but it's probably not going to be true. Gladi- Gladiator? Is that his nope. name? No, he's not on the team. Um, then this chick, whoever she is. Philavelle. Who? What's her real name? Philavelle. <laughs> That's her real name. No, she has like a superhero. Is she Quasar? Is, well, she, is she what Quasar used to be? I'm not sure because she comes from the uni- same universe as Moondragon. Yeah, she's not wearing the Quasar band. So, so she I'm not sure. They just call her Philavel. Right. Oh. But she is on the team, yes. So I think I'm. I'm Wait, is she? Yes. Yes. All right, so Beta Ray Bill, you said is no, right? Nope. Dark Hawk is a Wait, no. Wait, no. Beta Ray Bill, Bill is. is. Oh, he is. Okay. He's a yes. Dark Hawk, no. All right, so that's, Dark that's, Hawk, no. that's the team then. Beta Ray Bill, Moondragon, Groot. 
Cosmic Ghost Rider, Star-Lord, and Vila. Yep. But he's not. And nope. Adam, Adam Warlock's not on the team, right? Nope. Of course not. Because they have other plans for him. Yep. Not bad. Any relation? Is she any relation to Marvel? I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, she looks like sure. she's... She, she looks, looks like... like she looks like what's the kid? The guy that had the like the cosmic skin with the white hair. Yeah, that's, oh, that's right, his. Yeah. That well, it's not his son, but that was uh, that was. Well, uh, was it a clone? Again, no, it wasn't even she that. comes was from a, a different universe, so I'm not right. exactly sure. But um, you know, Marvel did get around. That was when Peter David was writing the book. Uh, but like the like I said, the the way the group is formed is they kind of all just stumble into it. Yeah, they're all like, "Hey, we're all at the same place at the same time," and. Fighting the same guy. Sort of. Comics. Actually, no, actually, it's not really like that. Um, but that's all I can say without really, well, I've already spoiled everything, so. Go ahead and tell me. I'll read it tonight, but you can spoil the whole thing. So when the Black Order attacked mm-hmm. the group, they opened up a rift in space. And time. Maybe. Because it's always both. Probably. Um, and it sucked everybody in, everybody, the entire ship into it. Okay. So. Star-Lord, well, he's not going by Star-Lord anymore. Quill and Groot got the, uh, their distress signal, mm-hmm. so they flew in. They're like, hey, we're going to do a, a Guardians thing. We're going to save somebody. <laughs> so they go there, and all they see is the rift in space and time. So they're like, "What? what's going on? I don't know. So all of a sudden, out of the rift, you see a hammer come flying out with a chain, with a, a glowing chain, mm-hmm. and it crashes through the windshield. Of, of their ship. Of their ship. Yeah. So they're like, oh, Groot, we got to pull these people out. So they these are who got pulled out of the rift. Oh, okay. So that's why. That's why and, it's Beta Ray, Bill's, Beta Ray Bill's hammer with Cosmic Ghost Rider's chain. Yes. Yeah. And the Nova Corps are there, and they're, they're, um, they're like, they're saying, don't worry, Quill, we'll take over the investigation of all this and blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, so we're going to, you know, let us on your ship and he's he called them it's funny because he called them pigs oh i thought it was called bucketheads no <laughs> you should have though well they're basically cops right so that's what yeah he said basically yeah. and he said you can't come on my ship without a warrant and they're like well we can because these you know the these people aren't guardians of the galaxy so he's like oh well they are now <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> so and then the the my one part I liked is after that, Ghost Cosmic Ghost Rider goes, "Wait, no, 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 no! <laughs> I am tired to read his red writing." Anyway, he says, "I'm not gonna. I'm not. I didn't show up just to be a part of." And then he turned the page. He goes, "Guardians of the Galaxy." <laughs> <laughs> so that was good. That's funny. But uh, I enjoyed it being a Guardians fan and all that. And I like Cosmic Ghost Rider. And. Uh, Shake my head at Cosmic Ghost Rider. <laughs> it was it, it's yet, an, yet another character that was a footnote that became popular, and they, they're just going with it, which is fine. It sells comics, and people like it. I don't really care. Well, that's but, how a lot of characters have come about. I know. Look at Wolverine. He was originally just, you know. A one-timer. A one-timer, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Same with Holly Quinn. Exactly. But I feel like Wolverine was an original concept. This is this is three other characters that have mashed into one. It's Frank Castle, Ghost Rider, and Silver Surfer, basically, but not so because he's a sort of he's yeah. A, he's he a herald of Galactus, power, yeah. yeah. But that's awesome. Anyway, so this new Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm looking forward to reading it. I like this. You know, the lineup's interesting. 
Moon Dragon and Philo Vell. I'm like, meh. I'm actually, I'm actually very much looking forward to reading this book. And, and even though I give, I give crap about Moon Dragon, uh, she's been around forever, and yeah, I don't, has, I don't yeah. really hate yeah, her. So those mantras. Mantis, Mantis, yeah. yeah. Those, but, those the thing is, I, I love Mantis in the movies. She's hysterical in the movies. Yeah, yeah. But I like that Beta Ray Bill's back. Yeah, I like yeah. that character a lot. Um, something regular, you mm-hmm. know. So um, there's a lot of Beta Ray Bill in that, like. in that new girl would probably is like seems like the only good two that I'd be willing to read about. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one. I'll go with. The five out of six. Five out of six. Infinity Stone. Sounds good. I like it. Infinity Stone. All right. Next up, we're going to move to DC with the new Martian Manhunter book, which is a mini series. And I'm a huge fan of Martian Manhunter. And this story is, um, it's, it's like a double story. It's part him on Earth and part him back on Mars, mm-hmm. where apparently he was kind of a corrupt cop. Okay. Um, you know, taking bribes and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. It's an interesting take on him. Um, now, okay, so this is in the Rebirth universe, mm-hmm. so I don't know how much they may have altered his history, but is he, is, is he still considered to have been brought to Earth by that beam uh, I'm not in sure, the 50s? Actually. I'm not sure. Because originally he was, brought back, he was brought to Earth by mistake in the 50s. Right. And then I think they said that, it's actually even longer because the beam, mm. the beam somehow b- broke the time barrier. So he was from a Mars that was from an even older timeline, right? Yeah, and brought over. So I'm not I don't sure know if that, that was still... the first wall. Now they're on the fourth wall. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the story is written by Steve Orlando. Yep, he's a good writer. Yes. Art by Riley Rosmo. Do the guy that does the covers? No. No. Okay. Covers. Because the covers are interesting. I don't the know covers like are them. interesting. The covers are actually good. The cover is Josh Middleton. Well, that's a variant. You sold the other one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have the two variants. So, yeah, Riley Rosmo is the regular cover artist. Yeah. Which, mm, I'll let you look at it. I'm not totally crazy about the art. I like that the story's interesting. It's an interesting take. Mm-hmm. Um, Seeing that he wasn't always, like, the goody-goody. I like that a lot. See, some places I love it, and some places I'm like, meh. Like, he's got a partner on Earth. Um, he's a cop. Yeah, who's a cop. But oh, wait, is he white? But her hair, no. Yeah, I was like, he shouldn't be, but he looks white in this chair. Oh, as a guy? Yeah. As a human? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Because of the the life he took over. But the, his partner's hair, I don't know what they did to her. <laughs> her hair yeah. is like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I actually like it. It's kind of stylized. I mean, it's actually... I think, yeah. It's not stylized, exactly. it's just a style. I think I like it, I just think, I'm not sure I like it for Martian Manhunter. They're really making the people on Mars look really different. Yeah. Like, they're all... Well, there's a whole thing about they choose their, their social form. form, they call it. Okay. Which is like, so when they reach, you know, adulthood or whatever, they get to choose how they want to look. Well, yeah, that normally. makes sense. They, they don't... start out as lob. Yeah. They're not, um... Well, she's got it, but they don't—they don't have the Gumby heads anymore, like they like they did. Yeah, not really. There's an interesting um, sex scene in the book where Is that this right here. Yep. Yeah. Um, man, the Manhunter and his wife have um, relations, which is basically them both turning into giant blobs and combining with each other. That's kind of what um, on DS Nine, the, the Changeling. 
right. DS9. Yep. They mm-hmm. would they would they would commingle mm-hmm. in a bucket or something like that. <laughs> bucket. Get in this bucket. <laughs> Nothing sexier than a bucket. Um, I like the art. Uh, I think that the story actually looks interesting, and I'm, as soon as it comes out in a trade format, I will read it. The story, yeah, I'm not sure how many issues it is. I don't remember. Probably six. It's, I think it's either five or six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm interested to see where they go with the story. It's kind of interesting to see some of his Martian life. Mm-hmm. Is there a villain? Not really. Not yet. No. Is this a mystery on Earth and a mystery in a, in a past mystery on Mars? Right? Is that what it is? There's a past mystery on Mars, but on Earth so far, what it is is, um. He he disguised himself as this character, John Jones, mm-hmm. who was a cop. Mm-hmm. So he's being a cop. And one day, he's driving with his partner, and I forget how, but they crash the car. Mm-hmm. And then the car starts on fire. And, of course, Martians are afraid of fire. Yeah. So Martian Manhunter... Well, unless they change that, it's just his, his, it's just his phobia, because his, par- his family died in the fire. That's what it used to be. I'm not sure which one so it is. So they may anyway. change it again. So when the car starts on fire, he reverts back to his Martian form and freaks out his partner. Yeah. And that's where issue two stopped. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. It looks good. You like yeah. it so far? I like it. Yeah. Again, I'm still not 100% on the artwork, but so far I'm liking it. It seems like a lot of books that, you, that, you, that you've been buying, well, maybe even just Marvel and DC you're putting out are... I really kind of trying different styles out for each book. Yeah, which I kind of like. Yeah. I think this one I'll go with a four out of six Infinity Stones. Yeah, that works. And, but I'm I'm definitely in, I'm going to stick with it and I'm interested to see where they go with it. If you're going to buy the third one, you might as well just stick it out all in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really, because that's half the, yeah. 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 All right. And um, my final one, actually, we'll cover that one together. Yeah. But my final main one is. Superior Spider-Man. Love that book. Haven't read the newest issue, though, but love that book. Issue two. Yeah. Um, so this is Dr. Octopus yep. is back, and he moved to California, um, got a job at Horizon Labs, and he has become the Superior Spider-Man again. Mm-hmm. Um, he can never go back to being Dr. Octopus. No. Yeah. Otto Octavius is always going to be the Superior Spider-Man. So, so awesome as that. <laughs> yeah. So it's written by Christos Gage. A local. A local. Yeah. Well, not um, anymore, but it used to be. Written by Mike Hawthorne. I mean, drawn by Mike Hawthorne, excuse me. And I love it. I'm just going to say I love this book. Yeah. The book well, starts Christos out, Gage is a great writer. Yes, he's very, he is. very, very talented. And he's really good with Spider-Man. Yeah. Um. So the book starts out with Superior Spider-Man fighting Stilt-Man. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> and and making fun of him the whole time. Not yeah. like Spidey yeah. making fun of him. Like, you know, Doc Ock, like, you are pathetic. <laughs> yeah. He's like, why am I even wasting my time with you? He's like, and how did, yeah, how did Peter, of all people, waste his time, waste his time with you? <laughs> so it's just, it, I mean, if you enjoyed the, the storyline of Superior Spider-Man with Doc Ock taking over, then you're definitely going to enjoy that one. I love how, I love how, uh, um, in the zero issue they did, the, the, he goes and he stops the night crew from committing a crime. Oh yeah, and, he's, and he goes, "All right, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the opportunity yes. to work for me. Yep, and you're going to stop crime and you're going to receive a paycheck, right. which is genius. It is. <laughs> and they're like, "Wait, it, we're going to get it, a regular check? Yeah, it we're going to stop is. crime. Yeah. So and that's it. You just go about doing your business. 
They've been not a insurance. They've been not a hundred percent useful, but you know, well, no, they're the trying. Second, in, the, in the in issue one, they're useful. He he actually says they're useful until uh, whatever her name is, Mistress Macabre, hits on him. Right. And he's yeah. all like, yeah. He's like, oh, do I go out with her? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I should. And then but my Anna Maria. <laughs> yeah, his his girlfriend from that superior spider-man arc yeah i'm so back. i am so glad that she just knows yeah and that's out of the bag right yeah. away and that's not going <laughs> but instead that. she's fighting with should i tell the authorities should i yeah. you know should i blow his cover and then she she ends up helping him what she's having a moral dog. yes <laughs> she she ends up helping him fight terax Ooh, that was awesome. Yeah, I read the I read the blurb. So in issue two, uh, Tarek shows up. I know I haven't read this one yet, but I and this no he does show up. And uh, I read the blurb, and they said that uh, if you're there was a, in the eighties, there was a storyline where Spider Man fights uh, Fire Lord, right? Who was another Herald of Galactus, mm-hmm. and they're making their comparisons that, to that with this. Yeah, so, and or actually even Juggernaut, they compared it to the Juggernaut story too. Oh yeah, did you ever read that oh, one? Oh yeah, that's yep. a great mm-hmm. story. Yep. So he, hmm? I just got a question. Mm-hmm. He mentioned somebody called Digger. Is that supposed to? Is that the living vamp? The living zombie? No. Well, there is there is a Frankenstein monster. That's him right there. Right. Uh, his name is Digger. So uh, the 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 night crew is all kind of monster based in a way. Right. So he's right. not Frankenstein, but he's a patchwork man. Right. So he's like a generic. Frankenstein. Yeah, patchwork man. He's been put together. He's been cobbled together with parts from other humans. Right. And so there's there's exists. a there's a moment in issue two. Oh yeah, the living the living uh, living brain is back. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they they brought him back in the first when they were doing all the um the original Superior Spider Man stuff. Right, the yeah. Amazing Spider Man. Yeah, with the Alec Ross covers before they just oh yeah, it yeah. Over. yeah. And uh, it's funny because. He comes out and uh, Otto says something like, "You, br- you brought you brought the living br- you, you rebuilt the living brain." She's like, "Yeah," and he's still whirling and clicking. And she makes a point of saying that he's totally digitized now. Yeah, like she just liked the whirls and clicks so much <laughs> that she programmed <laughs> it into him. <laughs> so there, there's a moment when he's fighting Terax and he has her help. Um, Sp- uh, Superior Spider-Man, Doc Ock, whichever you want to call him, has her help. She helps him build a machine to fight Terax. Mm-hmm. That was originally used by Doctor Doom. Okay, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you anymore. I'm familiar about with that. the story. I'm not I'm not familiar with it because I haven't read this, but I'm familiar with that Doctor Doom story. But there's a scene where he's using it, and and he's he's talking smack about Doctor Doom. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, this that's, is awesome. That's one reason why I love Otto. He talks smack about everybody. <laughs> so so and the, I love the artwork in these books too. It's really good. Yeah. Kind of comical too. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with a six out of six. Oh yeah, Infinity Stones this. for this. This is good stuff. I love this book, especially if you were a fan of the Superior Spider-Man yeah. arc. Um, this is good stuff. Yeah, it's just it's it's a fun read. It's one of, it's it's one of those books where there's a popular offshoot of Spider-Man that gets his own book. They did that with with Scarlet Spider. Right. They did it with they did it with 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 uh, all, a couple other ones. And all they ever do is just move to another city and do their thing. Right. But I mean, Otto's different enough that it's pretty cool. I mean, I know they tried they yeah. tried to give him his own identity as a superior octopus, but he needs to be this. And the yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and what I love about him is he's he's trying to be a hero not because he wants to be good. Yeah. 
but just because he thinks he's better than everybody. <laughs> so he's, like, he's trying to be a hero because he wants, he wants, he wants to show everybody that he's better than them. Yeah. He's like, you know, I could do this way better than you. Look, I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> so he's all slamming Dr. Uh, I do like the, I do like uh, yeah. when Anna Maria is, uh, um, uh, calling him that he was a madman. He did these plots. You know, he tried to kill, destroy the world. Right. But then in the same breath, she goes, I've also read scientists saying that, that you were suffering from some sort of brain damage from the radiation exposure that grafted the arms of your body. So right. that's the reason why you were going that way. So she wasn't justifying what he did. But in the same breath that she was saying that he's a terrible human, she kind of gave him that little bit of an out where, right. all right, I understand. Well, sure, so. you're a terrible human, but there is a reason why you're a terrible <laughs> human. So, but yeah, I love that book. I can't wait to read more. It's I got to put it on my sub list. Yeah. I don't, want to, I don't want to read too much in this right now because I haven't read it yet. But, yeah, it's, yeah, it's I, am, I am familiar with the device. Oh, and the end of the second issue is going to be awesome. Good, You'll love yeah. that one. <laughs> so that's it for my main books. Um, I think this last one will wait until it's Paul's turn Okay, so we can all talk about it. Yeah. But this, um, I'm not actually going to talk about this issue. Yeah. But So in the latest issues of... Um, Brian Michael Bendis's books, his Jinx World books. Jinx World. At the very back of the books, there is a little um, tribute to Stan Lee. That's cool. In which Bendis tells a story of how he got to know Stan Lee and and is. Um, is it only in that issue, or there's no? Only- it's in all the Jinx World books. So it's a continuous story. That no, to- it's just one story. Okay, but it's all it's yeah. all it's in all the books. Oh, this won't. But I gotta say, I'll check it out tomorrow. Um, yeah, you can look through. I gotta say, it, it's definitely it's one of the best tributes I've seen. It's very touching. It's a good story, and it got me a little verklempt. No, I understand. I'll admit it. Yep, I'll have to read that when I go into the store tomorrow. It just and it's a good, it's a good little like slice of life to see how Stan was. Yeah, uh, and um. It's basically just Bendis telling about his interactions with Stan and how it affected his life and everything. So mm. I just thought that was a special, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's been a lot of tributes to Stanley. Yeah. All the Marvel covers, yeah. um, DC in their books, they put a little tribute, but this one was more of a personal thing. Yeah. So it was kind of more, a little more touching. That's awesome. Mm. I like that with the yeah, name tag. Yeah. <laughs> we have been, I've been following uh, Kevin Smith on oh, his yeah. podcast. Yeah. And he does a lot. He tells a lot of the stories that he's, he's had with Stanley. That's cool. So that's it for my books. All right. I only got one. Oh. Right. You actually have two. Well, we're going to discuss that one all together. Right. Yeah. So good. Good. You got more than I do. Good. Yeah. We'll let Dar- I'll pull up these pretty quick. All right. <laughs> all right. So my first book is from <laughs> Image Comics. And it's a sci-fi related storyline called Self Made. Mm, and the writer is Matt Groom. <laughs> the artist is Eduardo Arigato, I think his name is. Sure, we'll go with um, that. And uh, there's more names I'm going to have a difficult time pronouncing here, but there's a Mr. colorist Roboto. letter and all that. Um, <laughs> but this caught my eye on the shelf. I was just, I had, it was one, it was a small week, and I, and I hate to not buy more than 25 comics, apparently. Mm. <laughs> I like to spend a lot of money in comics. So I'm walking around the store, and I saw this, and I said, this looks pretty interesting. I pick it up. I flip through it. And first thing I see is there's a uh, a, a medieval setting, 
bunch of guardsmen protecting a wall um, in a big fight. So I was like, okay, this could be cool. I, I don't mind reading another fantasy book. So I grab it and take so it over and read it. chess. <laughs> yeah, it's a book about chess. I love it. <laughs> so I, uh, I grab Sounds it. Carbon copy. I take it home. I throw it in my pile. I wait a week. I read it. And you saw, like, sometimes I read a lot of books on Wednesday morning before I go to work. Mm-hmm. And I was lucky enough that issue two came out the same day that I finished reading issue one. So it helped oh, a lot for me. Wow. Um, but basically, it's a story about a woman whose name I can't remember off the top of my head, but basically she's a simple guards person, uh, and it starts with all her people defending the walls to her kingdom, knowing that they're about to be uh, besieged upon by um, uh, a person, a conqueror that has been known to be defeated and locked away because he can't be killed, but when he resurrects every 100 years or so, and then attacks again, and his goal is to... Many people know what his goal is. His goal is to just ravage the kingdoms and get to this thing that will give him control over the entire world. Very simple storyline. Um, so she begins to to question some of the other guards. Like she's like she's got like a mentor or somebody, and she's making some pretty you know reasonable questions about what's going on here. And he just says, "Just do your job, guard the walls, defend the kingdom." <laughs> Next scene, they all get wiped out, but she survives. Uh, and she wakes up right when the hero of the story shows up, who is a prince, and he's got a uh, a, a magic user companion that he's walking with, and uh, and he is a schmuck. This guy, he is not a likable character at all. The prince, uh, the prince, yeah. yeah. He's, he's he talks down to everybody. No. He, he's not even not even remotely shocked to find that these people have been killed off. Uh, so, uh, but he is surprised to find out that there's a survivor. He questions it for a minute. And then he's like, well, it's fine. You can come with me. I mean, you, you, I, I don't know how you survived this entire fight, but apparently you're capable. So get your weapon, get up, and come with me. Uh, so they continue on to the next scene where they decide they're going to try and bypass um, a lot of the stuff that they need to get to by going to a kingdom that has access to dragons, convince them to, to ride one of their dragons, and they can bypass everything and beat this guy there. Hmm. Um, she is familiar with these people and insists that they have to follow certain customs. Huh? And he's like, shut up. He's like, I, I am a prince, I'm a king. He walks in, he's a total tool bag, and uh and and while she is attempting to try and convince him, uh they are insulted. All the guards, well there's all these like uh, arrow, bow and arrow armed uh, guardsmen around the king that's having this conversation. Uh they just open fire and they kill all three of them. They're dead. Uh, <laughs> then a flash of light and everything's reset. They're back in front of the kingdom again uh. and they're going in. And she's saying the exact same thing she did before. You know, we need to go in quietly. We need to do that. And he just looks at her and he's like, all right, fine. Do it your way. (laughs) So she goes in. She does all the customs. And they're like, okay, we'll let you ride our dragon. The same kind of thing proceeds. The next major encounter they have is with the bad guy. Uh, They And they the prince goes to kill the main bad guy. And the woman that they found, the guards woman, she pushes the prince aside. And she kills the main, she kills the, the main, the enemy wizard. So the prince is like shocked. He's just like, what? This, this is my job to kill this guy. And how dare you interfere with me? So <laughs> schmuck. Uh, <laughs> she's arguing with him about how they should handle this energy beam that can control the entire world. And then he's like, hey, wait, you know what? I don't even know why I'm arguing with you. And then there's a reset. And they do this, the same thing over again. Huh. So the prince knows exactly what's going on each time. She doesn't. So he argues with her again. There's another reset. He argues with you again. He's like, you know what? Forget it. I'm killing you. So he goes to he goes to kill the woman, and she kills him. 
and there's a reset. And he goes to kill her again, and he doesn't do it, and there's a reset. He tries like four or five You're times. You're playing a damn video game. It's exactly <laughs> it. So it's like four or five times, and finally the princess is like, whatever, and he just goes into the beam and ends the game, where you find out that this is a game. And she, and then you find and find out at the end of the book that she's an a, she's an NPC that had become intelligent AI, and she's breaking all the rules of the game. Oh, oh so she's breaking the game. Interesting. So the what the the whole thing ends uh, with this revelation uh, that they're in a game, and and he's like, this NPC is all messed up. He goes, did you see what, what was happening? I was trying to finish a game, and she was stopping me. And like, how the hell is she killing me? He's like, NPCs don't kill me. I'm a player. <laughs> so he's a schmuck all around. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and then, and so there's that. I know I spoiled it to people listening to the podcast, but, and then it goes in where they're just trying to figure out how she becomes an intelligent AI. And it's just a really, really well written comic. Um, Interesting. Yeah. It is just, it's, it's not your standard thing. Now, at the end of issue two, um, the company that funded this whole thing finally finds out uh, the woman that created this NPC. Uh, realized that somehow she was involved with making this 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 program intelligent, mm. and um, so all the cards are on the table with the people that run the company. And the guy who runs the company is like, "Listen, I'm not just going to delete her. I need to prove to me that this is going to somehow make me money." So she's given an X amount of time to get it figured out, and the only way to do that is to run her through another program, which is another game that's kind of like Gears of War. Mm. So they grab her. And it ends with it ends with the woman who created the program going in to play the game with the NPC, and she's like, and "The last the last thing she says is, let me just open the book real quick. The last thing she says is, hello, my name is Rebecca. I made you. Uh, we have a lot to talk about, uh, but first thing we need to do is kill Ghost King.'" And then she gets they all get they all get dropped into the game. So she's like wearing this power armor with a laser gun, and they get dropped into this game, and it's like going to the next issue. So. So Interesting. They went, yeah. they went from medieval to Warhammer forty forty thousand. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they haven't even they haven't even they haven't shown us what the world's like yet. But and I was reading reading the 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 writer notes at the end of each book, mm-hmm. and the whole the whole book is supposed to be like interacting with your god, like you you meet the thing that created you. Oh right, and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's it's very interesting. Cool. Yeah. So and it's again it's but it's from Image Comics. It's only a miniseries. It's probably maybe going to be four issues. And it's uh, it's very good. Uh, it sounds off, really good. Yeah. Off the beaten path from superhero stuff today. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So, what do you give it for a rating? That I give that a uh, a six out of six. Nice. Easy. I love nice. that book. I've already recommended it to a bunch of people in the store, and it's just it's you know John ordered enough for the shelf. Uh, I think maybe there was three copies of, on the mm-hmm. shelf by the time I got around to it, and I got those sold in a heartbeat because I'm like, I know what you like. <laughs> you like these books. So. That sounds really cool. Yeah. yeah. Next thing on my list is from uh, DC Comics' new imprint, which I believe is happening within DC Continuity. Right. Uh, it's called uh, the imprint is called Wonder Comics. Now I'm I've I'm curious about this. Yeah, this book is called Naomi. So I'm I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Yes, it's written by Brian Michael Bendis mm-hmm. and the artist. I can get the artist names names here. Come on, second page. Oh, so it's written by Brian Michael Bendis and David F. Walker, the two co-writers. Hmm. Uh, Jamel Campbell is the artist. Josh reads the letterer and the editors and groups, which I'm not going to get into. Um, now we've all read Bendis's work at Marvel mm-hmm. at some point, right? Sure. We're familiar with Daredevil. We're familiar with the Avengers, the new mm-hmm. Avengers. We're familiar with all the all his. Now his his writing style is a very much 
pages and pages of people talking at you (laughs) or people talking to each other. So a lot lot of talking heads. And then then there'll be some fight scenes. Like, I think he did it really good in Daredevil. Daredevil was great. Yeah. But there's a lot of talking. And since he's he's gone to DC um, and taken over Superman, that hasn't. It hasn't been the feel of those books. Right. I mean, those books have some yeah, conversational so. some conversational bits, but there's still a lot of Superman action. Either he flies into space or, mm-hmm. like, if he's talking to Martian Manhunter, like in the Superman book, he's, he's like, hey, you know, John, I need your help for a minute. Hang on. And then there's two pages, or there's like a half page a splash of him flying off to mm-hmm. fight a fire in, you know, Canada, and then he flies back. Right. <laughs> so the, uh, Superman's not necessarily that way. This is very much written in that style of classic Bendis, where it's a, it's just a pages and pages of characters in the book giving statements about things that happen in the book. All right, yeah. Um, there's there's two pages of action, and then after that, it's just people talking at each other or people talking to the to the reader. Mm. Um, overall storyline is this character Naomi is in a small nowhere town, living a very normal life uh, with very normal kids. Until this one day, uh, Superman and Mongol, uh, I think his name is Mongol, right? Yeah. yeah the guy from Battle Planet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Superman, Superman and Mongol just crash on in, in their in their, in their their city and fight for like less than a minute. Not even a minute. I think she says something like 17 whole seconds. Mm. And then they're gone. And, uh, but she is fixated on Superman. But she wasn't there to see it. So that's how you kind of find out that she's fixated on Superman. You find out that she, you know has all these friends. You find out that she sees a therapist. You find out that she's adopted. Uh, you find out that the uh, therapist thinks that she's fixated on Superman just because she's adopted and the whole world knows that Superman was adopted. Right. That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so nothing happens in this book, but it's still very interesting. Hmm. Uh, really? Okay. Yeah, the art's good. The characters seem interesting. I think this is going to be a slow burn, mm. and I don't know if it's going to pan out. But this is Bendis's writing that we're used to, mm-hmm. and this is the first time since he's gone to DC that I feel like I've read a Bendis book. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting, so, yeah. And I love the art; the art's amazing. Um, pass it around if you guys want to look at it. Um, the character could be a super character. The character might not be a super character. Who knows? I mean, I think I would prefer it if she wasn't super powered. Mm. Um, at the end of the book, the, if she interacts with a person who lives in town that obviously looks like they're a meta. I mean, they're just gig- gigantic. Mm. <laughs> they look, it looks like Mongol. <laughs> I do like the artwork. Yeah. No, the art's great. And, you know, every, every character in the book seems, you know, fleshed out enough, enough that they, you know, that it's like, like the kids in Riverdale, you know, like they're just, uh, there's all, yeah. these, all these, it just feels like it's going to flow pretty well. Mm. So, you know, we'll see. So what do you give it? Uh, I'm giving this book a, at this time. Uh, because of the pacing for it, I'm giving it a four or a six. Okay. Um, um, I want to give it a five out of six, but it's a slow, it's, it's issue one, not action packed. Are you going to continue with it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm going to read it. Okay. Um, yeah, good. It's a mini series. It, it's an ongoing series, I think. Um, yeah, it's like a like you said, it's a whole. There's a whole line. Yeah. So the wonder, wonder, the, the wonder comics imprint is meant for younger readers. Right. But as far as I know, what happens within DC continuity, and they've already done Young Justice. They brought that back last week. Right. Uh, Naomi was this week. 
Next week is Wonder Twins. Wonder Twins. And then, <laughs> actually, I'm pretty sure next week is Wonder Twins, and then Dial H for Heroes after that. Oh, yeah. And I'm really looking forward to both those books. Mm. Uh, Dial H for Hero, are you guys familiar with that concept? Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? So, the, 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 you know, when they first created it, it's just a dial. All right. Uh, that has the letters that spell hero, and it becomes a random hero. Or whoever has it becomes a random hero for 24 hours. Right. Um, and this one, they've actually made it an old-fashioned dial ring phone. Oh, really? That the kid carries around with him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next up on my list is um, the relaunch of Buffy the um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer from Boom Studios. So for the longest time, Dark Horse Comics had the license to the Wheatonverse. Right. And they were yep. able to put out Firefly and they were able to put out Buffy and Angel and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. A lot of that was written by Joss Wheaton or influenced and directed by him and written under somebody else's guidance. Right. Um, and it did really, really well for a really long time. And it seems like Dark Horse is just giving up licenses these days. Yeah, I was going to say, they're like losing <laughs> they everything. They don't have anything. Um, it's weird. Firefly came out about a month ago. And I didn't get a chance to read it. I mean, I know two issues of out, out of that right now, and I have no, no idea if that's any good. But uh, this came out, and I loved all the covers. I thought they looked really good, and I thought I'd give it a try. And it's updating Buffy to modern day, more or less. Mm. So they have cell phones. and Right. Yeah. If you think about it, this came out in the early, uh, no, the late 90s. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of tech that we just take for granted now that they didn't have then. Right. So it's just, it's 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 starting on the ground floor. She just moved into town. She's just meeting her friends again. Mm. So um, it's it's not bad. I think the art's good in some places. I think it's really good in other places. Mm. Um, but what I I think that it's trying to get that Josh that Josh Wheaton humor in it, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's hitting that. Mm. Um, I mean. You read some dialogue where uh, Buffy and Xander and Willow are all hanging out and they're just trying to act like normal kids because Buffy's like, you know what, you know, I've just told you what I do. I kill vampires. I've got you to, to believe me when I tell you I kill vampires. I just want to be a normal kid. And so there's a, a bit of dialogue where it feels like if Joss had written it, it would have flowed, flowed better and it would have mm. been funnier. I kind of see what they were trying to get. Right. But I'm like, I don't, I'm not sensing the wit. That, that he can do so well. Um, but I'm still going to try the book. I mean, it's not that bad. And apparently they're doing a whole world, the whole universe relaunch, so I don't know if they're going to do an Angel book because mm. Angel's not even in this yet um, or anything else. But they do have a bit of a crossover here because Anna, did you guys ever watch Buffy? Nope. No? That's too bad. I think you'd like it. Uh, definitely, uh, If you've seen Firefly, right? Yep. Yeah, so I think you'd like it. Um, I don't know. I just missed it. Yeah, I don't remember why. Buffy, but. Buffy's really good, and Angel's really good. Mm. And um, if you can, if you can watch season one of Buffy and not like it, then I think you're done. You're not going <laughs> to like the rest of it. <laughs> uh, but I watched season one of Buffy, and I really, I really loved it. Um, but Anna is hanging out in her magic shop, and she's like, "All right, I need some me time." And she turns on the TV, and Fireflies on. So I'm like, "Yeah, official crossover!" <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> so out of this, I would give this a uh, I'm going to give this the same as I did for Naomi. I'm going to give it a four out of six. Not bad. Because it's it's got really good art, and I think it's got a lot of potential. It sounds also like it's a good place, uh, a good start, if somebody's not yep. in the Buffyverse, 
and they want to check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, because there's so much that if you decide to go back and watch a show, the, 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 the sets that they're in is the exact same the show. Oh, you know, cool. all that stuff is, exact, yep. but it's just, it's just updating it. Right. To fit today's society. That's cool. And the last thing I have is just a follow up to my last review where I talked about um, the comic Die, D-I-E, D-I-E. <laughs> uh, from Image Comics. Um, I think, uh, you know, obviously I really enjoyed issue one. Issue two came out, and uh, where issue one was really, really good, issue two is freaking awesome. Really? <laughs> this, this, is just, this is just going up every, I mean, out of two issues. Uh, I mean, I've, right. I've, I've, I've reread these. You know, a few times, and I've really pushed it in the store, and to the is point where I've got ongoing? people adding. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a miniseries. Um, but in where we last left off in issue one, after you know you you met the characters, you found out what happened to them, and at the end of the issue, they got sick, sucked back to the to the world that is called Die. Right. Um, they're on there now with with their friend that was missing, who is the master of the world he has both d20s and he can do apparently do great things and he's forcing them to play the game again and you get a feel with what's going on um the guy and his the main the kind of the main focus character for the book which i can't remember his name right now but i told you about him and his sister who's a cyberpunk character mm-hmm. um on that world uh the guy i should find out her name ash i think uh yeah uh so when he goes to that world he becomes a woman named ash and she is just a bitch. I mean, she is just. She's got the ability to influence people with with her words. And the the I guess the the guy writing this is doing a role playing game on it too. Mm. And mm. he compares her character to um uh to a, a bard if bards scared the shit out of people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I thought that was the best phrase I ever read. Uh, but Except- she she. When she gets back to the world, she uh, a knight shows up because uh, they get forced to go on a quest again, and they're immediately like, "All right, so we know what we need to do to go back home, uh, and we kind of know we have to go through these certain these certain uh, you know steps to do that." Mm-hmm. So, like, fine, let's go uh, and, and and interact with that character because they're going to give us a, a dumbass quest, and these are things that they're saying. Mm-hmm. Like, this character's going to give us a quest. Let's just go do it. Right. Mm-hmm. So they go off to uh, meet their first quest marker and uh, a knight that was. Uh, that was a love interest to Ash when she was there the first time shows up and he's like, I've been waiting for you this entire time. I told you I would never, I would, you know, that nothing that I would, that would, that even death itself would not keep me from finding you. And then you immediately find out that he is because he made that oath. He's been, she forced him to make this oath with her voice power. Uh, he's not able to die. So he's, when he, when he gets to her, he's oh, wow. just a shambling mass of rotted flesh. Oh. His soul's trapped in his body and he can't oh, leave. Man. He can't leave. So it's pretty dark. It's <laughs> <laughs> miserable. Yeah. Yeah. But it's such a, it's such a really good book. And I, again, like, uh, like I said, I, I enjoyed it quite a lot and I got a lot of people to add it to their subs. So cool. I would definitely give it a shot. And that's it for my books. I think that's everything. Yep. Excellent. Uh, and die, I die, I give a full gauntlet. Oh, yeah. nice. Done. Bam. Full Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> you don't get better than that, folks. Nope. Nice. Very good. Very good. All right, Paul, you're up. All right. I only got one. It's I reviewed. I've seen, I read one and two. Haven't read three and four yet. It's only a miniseries. It's um from Marvel. That's a miniseries? Yep. I thought it was an ongoing. It's uh, called Man Without Fear. It's Daredevil. It's 
takes place after. I don't know if you guys follow Daredevil. Not I don't, really. I don't read it, but I kind of know what's going on. In recently, he jumped in front of another delivery truck. Oh, truck. I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> to save a teenager. Mm-hmm. Well, this time when the, the truck hits him, it breaks him to the point where all his all his bad um, wounds that didn't heal properly. Yeah. Come undone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So he's. The straw that broke the camel's back. Right, pretty much. Yeah. I thought you were going to say he got his sight back. Yeah. <laughs> he got his sight back and he can't Straighten him right out. Um, <laughs> it's written by Jed McKay. Every issue is drawn different from a different artist. Oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. Right. This uh, one is done from Danello S. Beirut, and the colorist is done by Mos- uh, Andres, Andres Mosa. It's pretty much he's in a coma. He's having a fight with his subconscious mm-hmm. mm. where he has his fear and his pain, and they go back and forth on, you know, no, you got to do this. Mm. But and his fear is trying to protect him from Daredevil, whereas right, his right. pain, he uses his pain to be Daredevil. Mm. So it's like an internal struggle. Mm. Um, It's... It's a pretty quick read, but I really wasn't all that impressed with it. Oh, really? I liked in, um, in, I think in issue, I looked through issue two, or maybe it's issue, uh, yeah, issue two, where they kind of, um, they do scenes that involve um, his different costumes. It, right. Yeah. One, like, Fear is in his original costume. Yeah. Whereas the other one is in his red one. Hmm. And then, I mean, I had picked up three and four just because I got to finish it. It's like five, but I just I just wasn't impressed with it at all. Really? Nope. The story or? Oh, all, all in all, but I wasn't impressed with the oh, storyline. Okay. I wasn't impressed with the artwork. Mm, I forgot. So in issue one, they show a bunch of his other costumes. So um, of even anybody, the one anybody where that's familiar pads. with Daredevil costumes, it's the yellow <laughs> and red. It's the classic sure. red. And then there's the uh, 90s version where it's red, black, and armor. Right, shoulder pads, right, right. Yeah. And the shoulder pads. And then there's the one that they did in the 2000s where he became the uh, the head of the hand and he had that black that black costume. Right, yeah. Yeah, I like, so I, I kind of like how it harkens back to that. I, I would read this. I like the other one an awful lot. Oh, well, like I said, I mean, it's a, you know, if you're a diehard Dolphin, yeah, you're going to pick it up. On right. the front cover, they got the class. They got the uh, the Frank Miller version of the costume, which is the one they did in season one of Daredevil, where it's yep. just his bl- oh, uh, yeah. the black sweats and the black hoodie. And hey, oh yeah. So being that I'm not a huge Daredevil fan, I probably wouldn't enjoy this. Have you ever read the like, Frank Miller stuff? A little bit. It's really good. Yeah, it it's was collected. Good. It's collected in trade. It's worth a read. I mean, it's really what made Daredevil good. I mean, until yeah. then, he was just yeah okay. Mediocre. Yeah, he was just mediocre. I read it on and off uh, growing up. But it, in the 80s, when Frank Miller wrote it, it really shined. Yeah, I never really was a huge Daredevil fan. I'm like, I'm like and Daredevil. it also made Kingpin awesome. Like, Kingpin was good. Yeah. But Kingpin yeah. was became a badass. Like, yeah. really crazy awesome. So, what would you give it for a rating, Paul? Um, On an Infinity Stone. You know when they made the Infinity Stones, and they had, like, the... the 
the clippings and the dust. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that. So this is this is pre-stone. <laughs> pre-stone. Yeah. Wow, that's this bad. Is, this is less than one stone. So I take it you're not going to read the rest of it then? Oh, I will. I'll read it. Sucker. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Marvel just made a buck. <laughs> Cha-ching. Um, well, I can see the same with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, <laughs> it might pick up. It might get better. We'll see. Yeah. You'll but have to let us know. I would, yeah, no. All right. Finally. This last one we all read. We all read. Yep. So we're saving it for last. And that is the new Conan the Barbarian. Now, I have read. Conan the O'Brien. <laughs> I have read both issues that have come out. Me too. They came out like. Did really? you read the novella in the back? I did not. Ah! Good. Neither have you I. Can tell us about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I started to read it, but I didn't finish it. But so it's I one, was, one I was surprised page. how quick issue two came out. Well, it's what? Bi weekly, maybe? Yeah. It just seemed quicker than it that. It didn't feel like a month, did it? It didn't. It might be bi weekly. It's bi. So. Conan the bi <laughs> Bye, Mary. Hey. <laughs> hey. All right. So, what are our thoughts? Oh, wait. I should say it's um, written by Jason Aaron and drawn by. Who's it drawn by? Some dude. Some dude. I know. Some of the variant colors are pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. There was, a, there was some really yeah. good ones. I, 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 There's I, one. The one, uh, one uh, this artist, whoever it is. I don't know if it's issue that two. Helps, that helps the listeners. Or issue three. Did I say this artist, whoever it is? I point at things you can't see. I don't know if it's issue two or issue oh, three, okay. but they're going to have a, um, a variant cover from uh, George Perez. Uh, hmm. Um, hmm. The artist, have you seen it? The artist is yeah, Mahmoud Asar. Yeah. So, really good. What did we think? It's it's on point. It's Conan. I think it's Conan. It does everything Conan's supposed to do. Yep. yep. It's pretty bloody. It oh, is yeah. Yeah. for a yeah. Marvel comic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and start, issue one starts out with him fighting in an arena, cleaving people. Yes, yeah, in a pit. Yep. Yeah, cleaving off heads or directly in half. Um, I and I really love the artwork. I like the yeah. I like I like the the first page intro where it, ta- it, it you know it kind of gives the standard old oh, print story. Yeah, yep. right. the old prints. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. that's awesome. Um, and then it opens it and opens up into into the storyline. Issue one, I really enjoyed the the two page spread where they kind of show a lot of the standard, not standard, a lot of classic Marvel art. Yes, yep. Barry Windsor Smith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had friends of mine tell me that they were that they were interested. Well, was it you or was it somebody else that told me they were really interested in it because it says this is not just a story about Conan about or how he became a king. It's a story about how Conan died. So. Yeah. I mean that could mean anything. That could mean that yeah, that, yeah. that they could tell this entire story, and when it finally gets to issue seven hundred, then that's how he died. You know. Yeah. So um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, I did too. I mean, it's it's and it's not just the story it's not just, flowed. It's not just one story. It's a story of Conan in his youth at some point in his life, right? And and a story about how he's when re, he was king. Re- reencountering. Yeah, when he's older. And reencountering a witch that he fought, uh, that he thought he had killed. But yeah. the the good thing is, it's not like an all new updated Conan. No, he doesn't it, have any pouches. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but it it it's what you Laser want. It's exactly what you want in a Conan story. Yeah. So they didn't like try to you know modernize it for for a modern audience or anything like that. They just did Conan, which is mm. perfect. Yep. Yeah. It's just kind of like it's kind of like telling a Punisher story. 
Right. right. There's, yeah. there's, there's a certain way you write it. You know, it works. It's the Punisher. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And what's interesting too is issue two is its own like standalone story, and issue mm-hmm. one is its own. And I'm guessing, I'm, like the old, like the old issues. Right. Yeah. So I'm guessing that's how they're gonna keep doing it. I hope but, so. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I like the art. I like the writing. Um, I think there's enough enough story here to make it feel like it's worth the the money I'm spending on it. Mm-hmm. Um, if they keep it up, I think that they'll they'll have a book that they can keep publishing for a while. Definitely. I just hope yeah. Savage Sword is is. Yeah. I hope Savage Sword ups the ante a little bit. Yeah. Like well, this is good. But if you're going to have a book called Savage Soda Conan, which it's from what I've read, it sounds like it might be, but we'll see. No, is that going to be printed in full color? In a full color. Yeah. The original Savage Soda Conan, for the listeners who may or may not know, was in a magazine format in black and white. And, and you were able was, to do it was they were able to do a m- more mature yeah, storylines with nudity yeah. and more blood and all that stuff because it was considered a magazine right and not a comic and it was outside the comics code authority yes which no longer exists right so, so now they can do whatever they want although I doubt that they would write that kind of a story under this particular imprint they would have to max max it yeah, or something oh yeah definitely yeah but uh yeah I'm pretty happy with it so far yep so I'm gonna it's, get. I'm giving it the full gauntlet. Yeah, no, I give it the full gauntlet too. Um, so when uh, our store is ordering this, uh, the manager comes up to me and he's like, Dario, what do you think we should order on Conan? And I'm like, I think you should order a lot. But what is a lot? Because no stores want to get stuck with product that's not going to sell, obviously. Right. So next thing I asked was how many people subscribe to it? He says two. <laughs> he says one of them's you, Dario. You subscribe to it. <laughs> and this other guy subscribes to it. And I'm like, you know, people are gonna grab it off the shelf like, like it's like, like it's candy. Well, yeah, that, that's how I was at first. I'm like, well, we'll see how it is before I decide. Yeah. So he, we see. ordered, I don't know, I think he maybe ordered twelve for the shelf, which is a good amount for a comic. And, and then it sold I, out. Bam. I asked you to put one in my box, yep. which you did. Thank you very much. Yep. Um, and you even got me a better cover. <laughs> I did because there was some. Uh, there was a couple covers I didn't like. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, if yeah. I'm going to give you a cover, I'm going to give you a good cover." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we've had, we've added a lot of people um, subscription wise for the book, and usually when they add when they add this one, I go, "There's another one called Savage Sword," and they're like, "Yeah, just add me for that too." Mm. So yeah, I think I'm going to end up putting that one on my subs- subscription yeah. as well. Now, I'm not necessarily looking forward to his. Potential crossover with the mainstream Marvel universe, but I love the idea and I hate the idea at the same time. Yeah, it's like a what if. I know. Yeah, I'd rather it just be a what if. Mm. Like the what if storyline where he fought Captain America was amazing, mm. or Thor, and we've talked about this already. I like to see uh, Marvel Dynamite bring Sonya. Yeah, they did. Conan a- no, a new one. A new one? Well, they've had Red Sonya crossover with Spider Man. Yes, they did. Yeah, I was so just gonna they say that. Do like a six part. Oh yeah, like, Conan, I mean, this, yeah, yeah, they, this yeah. this Conan. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, there's a chance that they may have the rights to Red Sonja. I don't really? know. I mean, it, it might be Red Sonja and Conan are tied somehow. Yeah, yeah. So well, it might it might be like a like a mixed rights thing. How about uh, King Carl? King Carl. Um. Uh, yeah, he's owned. But he was he was created by uh, Robbie Howard. Howard. Yeah, along with Solomon King, Ron Howard. Ron Howard, <laughs> this is just wrong. <laughs> I have no idea. But anyway, um, I'm definitely sticking with it. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I am too. I'm I not think that's this the book. first. This is the first book that's been across the board. Yeah. Oh, for all of us. Yeah. 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 yeah probably. I think so. Full so gauntlet. Bam. Conan makes it. Conan makes up for the for the man with the man without fear. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good at least. All right, so that's it for our reviews. All right, thanks everybody. Yeah, gotta go. Yeah, no, I'm yeah, just kidding. No. Uh, we're not quite done yet because. <laughs> Now we're going to do something fun that was actually Dario's idea. And we're going to talk about comic movies. And more specifically, we decided to each come up with our list of the three worst comic book movies, in our opinion. Trash. Trash. And um, also one guilty pleasure. It's always more fun to talk smack about comic movies. (laughs) Yeah. So, um... I guess we'll each take a turn. Would you like to go first? No, it's not with you. You want to go we first? Were, we were going around the table. Paul was last to talk, so. <laughs> All right, so we, we want to do it backwards. It three, two, one. Oh, yeah, let's do three, two, one. So so third, second, and then the absolute right, worst. Right. I have I have an order. I have a list. <laughs> All right, now, I went with a specific um, thought process for my worst movies. Okay, so what was that? So... I didn't just pick bad movies in general. Right. I picked. I went for movies that are not just bad movies, but that actually had a an effect on other things. For example, <laughs> my number three. Love the Tony voice there. <laughs> my number three bad movie is something that not everybody will agree with, but for me, that is. Venom. I haven't seen it yet, but it doesn't look good. <laughs> I'll tell you why. So here it is. Venom, the Venom movie starring Tom Hardy as Venom that just came out in itself is not a horrible movie. Mm-hmm. It's an average movie. Mm-hmm. But the reason I put it on my list is because at this point in time, we don't have room for average. Oh, I agree comic book movies. You don't, just, you don't just push out a movie to push it out. No. We we need good That's stuff. That's the whole basis of Hollywood. I know. I and know. It, and, and you notice that, that the Venom movie just, like at the beginning of, of last year, the beginning of 2019, 2018, 18. <laughs> they uh like, we're making a Venom movie and it's going to be out like two months because... The- <laughs> yeah, so there it is. There we, it is. we pooped it out. So for that... Number one, for that reason, it's on my my third worst list because it's just an average comic book mm-hmm. movie. And and if this had if it had come out twenty years ago, it would be great. It probably would have been a great movie. Yeah. But now it's unacceptable. Yeah. And number two, <laughs> unacceptable. Unacceptable. The other reason is because it did so well. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, they're going to make another one. That not only are they going to make another one, but Sony is going to keep going with its plans. Like, they're making the Morbius movie with yeah. Jared Leto. I want to see that. Oh, but Jared Leto's in it. Yeah, oh, exactly. Brain just hurt. Exactly. I'm like, Morbius movie? Cool. Jared Leto? Not cool. <laughs> Unacceptable. But that's why I picked it, because because not only is it just an average movie, but, yeah. but the domino effect it's going to have. Yep. And... And that means Sony's going to keep thinking, oh, we're doing good here, so we can keep doing this crap. And then who knows if they'll someday say, oh, we're going to take Spider-Man back from Marvel. Yeah. 
You oh, know what God, I mean? No, 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 exactly. But I'm saying that's the effect this could have. It's like a ripple effect. Yeah. So that's why I picked it for number three. Would you say that it should have been more like maybe a mini series on TV? Venom? And then Venom, would, Venom would be good as an HBO. Yeah, or maybe. Maybe, like maybe Netflix, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. HBO. Yeah, I could see that. That might have worked. Instead better. of doing like a big budget right. block of crap. Right, yeah. So the way you could play, you describe this movie. So in the old days, if a movie studio made a movie that didn't put much effort into it, like say a Saw movie, mm-hmm. or like Full Moon Studios were like, we're going to make a movie called Dollman or or Puppet Master or something like that. Right. They just, they yeah. just throw a little bit of money at this stuff. Well, mm-hmm. the creeper that... They get they get they get a fan base mm-hmm. and they just keep making them right because people will watch them mm-hmm. and that's kind of what what Sony's doing. That is like, hey, we just made this movie. We didn't put a whole lot of effort into it. Exactly. Yeah. Just keep throwing some money at it and people just watch. See where it. it takes off. Right. We right. put just enough effort into it mm. so that it would be popular. See now this the but, way the way you're rating these movies is is you're, you're giving it a, 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 a different thought that I did. See my 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 rating for bad movies is companies that didn't even try. Ah. Like they have a license. Well, that's good yeah. because that way we'll have different yeah. choices. Yeah, they have a license. They made a movie. It feels like they didn't even try. Right. They that's a care. good way they to look at it. They didn't it care too. about the writing. They didn't mm-hmm. care about the casting. They didn't care about any of this stuff. Right. right. They were just like, let's just make a movie. Right. <laughs> so that's a good number three. All right. All right. So. All right. So my number three. <laughs> Pull out the paper, the list. My number three is Frank Miller's. Masterpiece, the spirit. Ah, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Somebody said, "What's the big spirit movie?" They haven't made a spirit movie forever. And then somebody else said, "Who?" <laughs> <laughs> Actually, probably a room full of people who had never read a comic in their entire life right. said, "Who?" And then two people who knew about the spirit and was somewhat passionate about the spirit said. This is a great character from a great, uh, you know, a great comic artist and a writer. You know, we could do all this, and we have a we have a, a, a famous comic writer who's passionate about making this movie. Frank Miller, he's right. done great things, and they were like, "Let's do it!" And they created a pile of crap <laughs> because he did so good with Three Hundred, and they filmed it in the same Wait, art did style. Did that come out? Did did it came Spirit out after Three Hundred? Before, or after, after Three Hundred, but I'm not sure. But Sin I'm pretty. City. Oh, that's right. No, no. Ooh. So that's it. Because it's filmed in the same style as Sin City. So Sin City definitely came out first. Yes. Um, and 300 kind of had the same sepia tone right. art style to it. But when they just tried to do it, do it that uh, painful. <laughs> you know, they, they, they hired, you know, Samuel L. Jackson. Right. Who at this point is not an unknown. Has mm. done movies and made, made, made a name for himself. So they had... Was it Potential. unacceptable? It it was unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> so that, gentlemen, is my number three for the worst rated comic. Good choice. Movie. Good choice. I like it. I like I like your uh, your your frame of your mind. Your thinking <laughs> there. I like your mind. <laughs> yeah, I like it. All right, Paul. What do you got for night? For my number three, I would have to say Judge Dread. Oh, which one? Which one? Stallone. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, because Judge Dredd is the Stallone one. The Carl Urban one is Dredd. Dredd. Yeah. Okay. Stallone. Good choice. Good choice. Oh, I, 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 I very much disagree with you. 
Really? Yes. Oh, that is my guilty pleasure. Oh, it's not. That's not my my chosen guilty pleasure, but it's a guilty pleasure. All right, I just. <laughs> I, I'm gonna don't get I'm me wrong. He looked on this one. He looked the pot. Yes, for like a second. Yeah, and then Balboa took over, and you couldn't hear a damn <laughs> word coming out of his mouth. The first line in the movie is, "Is I am the law." <laughs> So yeah, maybe. And then on top of that, you you add in what's his face there? Don't make fun of Rico Schneider. Oh, Roy, he's good. Roy Schneider. Yeah, oh, he I was can't. great oh. in that movie. He was horrible. Deep recycled food. He's not it's great in any you. movie. <laughs> he's great. In this movie. I didn't see Dread. Dread's a great, Dread's a very good movie. Dread's was very. It? I wish because I was hoping to see Carl Urban does a good job. Is yes, yeah, very good. I love Carl. When Urban. they did, yeah. I'm not. I don't. Follow Dread, Judge Dread. Mm-hmm. Did you ever read the comics? I read the only the only Judge Dread books I read is if they were crossed over with Batman. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Who was Judge Dread's nemesis? He was like almost like an undead type. Judge Death. Yeah. If they did him, they, they dead, don't want, they, it they might, talk, it they might talk, have piqued my interest. They talked about doing those characters if the if if the if the um the Carl Urban movies did good enough. They talked about maybe doing those, but that's such a mm-hmm. judge. The, the 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 death judges are difficult. I think it, 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 yeah. it takes it takes into a different fantasy. I mean, it's already far future and 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 over the top right. in a lot of different ways. It could go bad, it, yeah. but I don't think that would film well. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not. I love Judge Death. Though. That's the whole movie, man. There's so many good things. They pull up to the first crime scene. They're on the corner of Abbott and Costello. Like they do all the kind, they right. do that stuff in the comics all the time. Like in, okay. the, in, in the comics, they have all these street street names named after named after all these characters and people from history. And then and then he's got the he's got his gun, you know, where he's got all different ammo. Now, granted, mm-hmm. it didn't look like the comic gun that, has, log a, that has that has a dial on it, yeah. mind mm-hmm. you. But it, it, the lawgiver was great. Um, what else? I love I love the robots in it. Uh, they had freaking Mean Machine and the Angel Family on it. <laughs> yeah, you know? that they did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Turn my dial up to seven, pa. <laughs> and he had the mechanical arm. Um, they had they had the long walk. They had everything that was mm-hmm. great about Judge Dredd in the comics. They put in this movie, but and then they messed they, it all up. They shoved Stallone in there, yep. and he said, "I'm not wearing a helmet the whole movie." I know. Right. <laughs> Judge Dredd never takes off his helmet. Yep. I don't even know if we've ever seen him without his helmet in the comics. No, he's never taken his helmet off. Yeah, no. never, not once. In, in in the in the comics, Judge Dredd is one of the few characters that the 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 uh, in the comic that try and age him in in, in somewhat real time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So from his first appearance to now, he's supposed to have aged like almost a years, maybe mm-hmm. however long it's been. Um, so Judge Dredd is still running. Yeah, it's still running. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's in magazines over there. I don't know if they have a regular ongoing book, but it's wow. printed over in England. And they have um, they, I don't know if they still have one now, but they, I was it, it was either IDW or Dynamite was putting one out. Like yeah. an on on this? No, no, no. They, they they got the rights to the comic and they were putting it out again, but it like wasn't new very stories, good. It yeah. wasn't very good. Yeah, yeah. I was reading there for a while and I dropped off. But anyway, yeah, my guilty pleasure. I agree with you, Paul. That's like bad movie. It's a great bad movie. All right, number two. Number two. My number two, I actually have a tie for number two. My deuce. Because, yeah, deuce is all right. <laughs> I have a tie for number two because they're both kind of the same for the same reason. And that is X-Men The Last Stand mm. 
and Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 3. Yes. Spider-Man, oh, Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man McGuire, gotcha. Because. Again with Venom. Both. both see of a theme. The, yes, exactly. Yeah. see a theme. Both of those movies. I didn't even think of that until you said that. <laughs> both of those movies derailed. Franchises? The good, good franchises. Yes, they did. Because Spider-Man 1 was good. Spider-Man 2 was awesome. Yeah. X-Men 1 was good. X-Men 2 was awesome. Yeah. And then the third movies just killed it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my reason for picking those as number two. And they're both the same reason, so I just kind of... There's going to be one you hate more than the other. I don't care if there's one you like more than the other. There's going to be one you hate more than it's the other. Gotta X-Men. Be, it's X-Men. Really? X-Men. Yeah. X-Men's more of a mess. I would, X-Men's like Spider-Man, more of a mess. Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3 is a mess. X-Men more Yeah, of a but mess. you can't have... Can't have... Uh, what's his name? Juggernaut? Nope. Just think about Juggernaut in that no, movie. No, don't. no, don't. Unacceptable. 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 How can I can't? Spider-Man Three. My problem was that with that was <laughs> only watching one? watching Eric Foreman. Oh yeah, be better for Grace. Yeah, Topher Grace. Yes, right. that was a very in the be- book. The Eric Brock. Eddie Brock was like was big freaking yeah bulk. You know, worse than Flash Thompson. But there are things about Spider Man 3 that I do like. For example, Sandman. 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 You can tell from watching the movie that it was intended to be a Spider Man Sandman movie. Right. And if if they had stuck with that, you know, if the executives didn't interfere, Mm -hmm. whatever, that would have been awesome. What it should have been is Sandman the villain. Did a great job. They should have brought in the black costume mm-hmm. and then maybe set let, it up. Maybe led into another movie. Maybe. Yeah. Set it up as Venom in the next movie. Yeah. That would have been great, but they didn't. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's public knowledge that, that the execs forced Venom into the movie because right. he was popular. Mm-hmm. And it was it's public knowledge that the director didn't want to do it that way. Right. And so mm-hmm. it's just and one of those things where... That's what you get. Yeah. Yeah. So, just, but yeah, X-Men was even worse. Yeah, it felt like a knock on the door, didn't it? But it's not. Yeah, probably the heat. So, number two, Dario. My number two. Tough decision. Tough decision. You want to roll the die? Between two of them. Um, I think my number two is going to be... Man, that's all the time we have. Jonah Hex. <laughs> oh, yeah. I yes. love the character Jonah Hex. Yes. Right? And I think that... It had a, it has it had a lot of potential to be very easily made. Mm-hmm. It's a western, and mm-hmm. they made good westerns, mm-hmm. right? And they picked Josh Broden, who's a good actor, mm-hmm. but I don't think a good choice for for Jonah Hex. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought I thought in the mid two thousands, if they could have gotten Clint Eastwood to play him, it would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but all you got to do is just make a good western, and what? you're done. What if they rebooted? Instead, what if they rebooted Jonah Hex? Well, but use could have, would have, should have. But, but use what's uh, Eastwood's son? Oh, I don't even know what it oh. looks like. I'd have to see what it looks like, or if he can act. Or any of those yeah, things. Yeah, uh, yeah. The important thing is whether or not he can act. I can't remember his name. And he would look like a good Scott. Jonah Hex. Maybe I would be okay with that if it, if he fit the role. But the thing is, is that is that if you any of you have seen a good western, have you seen True Grit? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's yep. a great movie. You've seen Unforgiven, I'm sure. That's a great movie. Right. right? Yep. So, Pale Rider. 
Yeah, Pale Rider, all that. You, you know how these movies are filmed. You know the tone. You know the, the color schemes. You know all that stuff. This was always at night. It was dark. He rode a yeah. he rode a horse with two Gatling guns in the side of it. Yeah. <laughs> I think they it had Megan Fox in it for no other reason besides Megan, Megan Fox. Fox. Yeah. killed it. I think everything she touches, she's like poison ivy. I know, right? I think they went. I think they instead of saying, "Oh, we can make a western with this comic he's character," he's a superhero, right? They're like, "Oh, we can make a comic book that." You know, let's it takes place the, in the West. Let's give it to the people that made that made Spirit. That did well. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's a good choice. That's definitely a bad one. That's a bad one. And it, it may have since a, a DC theme was me. Yeah, <laughs> so Spirits, Spirits yep. owned by DC at this point. Yeah. yeah. All right, Paul. What's your number two? My number two was a tie. Huh? It was both the Fantastic Four movies. I can't agree with you guys on these. Now, what? What you mean? Which ones? The Roger Corman actually, one? Actually. All three Fantastic Four movies. The one before. So the, the the one with Jessica Alba? The first one with Jessica Alba and the one that preceded before that yeah, one. Yeah, the one that they made that they never put out in theaters. Right. The Roger Corman one. The yeah. Roger Corman one. Now you know that was never intended to be seen. That was uh, they, they contractually filmed that movie because yep. they had to and yeah. to keep the rights. So that's one of the reasons why it's trash. Yep. And they gave it to Roger Corman, who's famous for making trashy movies without spending any money on it. Now, I'm going to disagree on one point, and I'm going to say the Roger Corman one is the best of the Fantastic Four movies. Oh, yeah, because you love the jeweler, do you? You like the jeweler. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I will say it's, it's for what it is. I'm not saying it's a great movie, uh-huh. but of the Fantastic Four movies, it's the best. Unacceptable. <laughs> because it's the closest to the comic book. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> I, I like the first Fantastic Four movie, the one with Jessica Alba. I like that movie. Like you it's would. Yeah, it's not bad. I like the second one more because it had the Silver Surfer. Yeah, that Silver Surfer was really good. Yes, yeah. that, that was yeah. like the highlight of it. Agreed. Yeah. But it also had Galactus. <laughs> the cloud? Space cloud? So it was a mediocre. Now, if you're going to try if and I saw, Even if they did, like, a hand coming through the cloud, that would have been cool. Yeah. Yes. You know? Have them push him back. Because it would have made close sense. close the portal. Because it would make sense to say that he's hiding in the cloud. Right. But no, he's the cloud. So that was just bad. Yeah. But if they did that with, a hand, like, a hand, then okay. Right. Like, there's a couple things with Galactus that... Show me what you got. If I think they could make Galactus as a as a as a being that consumes planets, and they could make him bigger than a human, but not the size he is. Right. Uh, like like the giant giant size he is. Right. Like if they right. made him like Thanos' size. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or bigger. Maybe. He'd have Thanos to be yeah, maybe bigger. He'd have to be bigger because he's a he's a world eater. Yeah. But. Also, I can see like the costume, and that way they could bring Godzilla. Well. No, they'd have to get rid of those things. Yes, they'd have to make them at least like Godzilla size. I can, at least I could, I could see them removing the helmet or yeah. just having the helmet in one scene and then mm. never seen again. Maybe, yeah. Kind of like Thanos' armor is in one they, scene. Yeah, he's like, right. That's that. You guys saw that. Let's so put it, we, we put it, on. it had to be like a colossal <laughs> size. Yeah, Even and they be, might have they might have to change the color scheme a bit, but. <laughs> Take mm. the big G off his chest. <laughs> so I think at this point in our <clears throat> in the world's cap- capacity to make a superhero movie, Galactus is probably more feasible. Um, mm. But 
back then when the first and the second Fantastic Four movies came out. Right. One of the reasons, they were just like, we can't just do a giant purple guy. Mm. No one's going to like a purple man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, you, so you're saying your number two is the... Fantastic Four movies, I think, all of them. Pretty much all of them. All of them. Okay. All right. Well, that's interesting. Number one. My number one choice for worst comic film is the last Fantastic Four movie. Oh, the yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's terrible. I I didn't see it, but I know a lot about it. I've seen scenes. I have seen it. I went to the theater to see <laughs> yes. it. I wanted to rip my eyeballs out of my <laughs> sockets. <laughs> That movie is number one, horrible. Number two, depressing. A com- depressing. <laughs> number three, a complete joke. They just, you know, they kind of, they kind of did what Michael Bay did with the Transformers. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so you got your Fantastic Four, but let me show you how to do it. And then, <laughs> and the and the Doctor Doom was the worst. Um, really, I didn't. I didn't see him. I don't even know what he looks like. What did you think of the Doctor Doom? With the Jessica Elba. Oh, terrible. Not great, but not as bad as that last one. Did mm. you see the last Fantastic Four movie? I saw the, the trailers, and then I was kind of hesitant because I didn't like the last two, so I'm like, eh. This, this Doctor Doom is worse. Worse. I was going to try and look him up just, just a second ago, but I decided not to. Not also, to also. It's very unacceptable. 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 So I'm going to, I picked that movie because also for those reasons and also because there's no excuse. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. There, there is, is no excuse, no excuse yeah. for that yeah. movie at all. <laughs> so that's my number one choice. I feel like I choice. just got in trouble. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> and if you have, I don't, I don't even recommend seeing it. Go to the principal's office. There not even no not excuse. even out of morbid curiosity. <laughs> it's just it's a horrible movie. So that's my number one. All right. My number one worst movie. It better be good. <laughs> is Steel of Shaq. Oh that was so bad I I forgot all about that. That's like I did too. I did too. Here's a movie that came out. Around the time that Superman's popularity was at its highest mm-hmm. in our generation, Shaquille O'Neal was a great basketball player. <laughs> and a fan, well, listen, he's better than me. <laughs> That's true. He was a big fan of Superman. Mm-hmm. And at the time, there was a book in the Superman universe called Steel. Mm-hmm. An African-American who wore armor, who was a, a friend of Superman's, and was very important in the reign of Superman storyline. And Came he said... Out. After the death of Superman. After the death of Superman. Mm. And he said, I want to make that movie. I'm Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. I have money. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest So history. Hollywood said, sure, there, why not? Hey, Let's he's make it. with the kiddies, right? He's popular with the kids, right? <laughs> and it was terrible. Yeah. It was literally the worst superhero movie. It was so bad, I've, seen. I've never seen the whole thing. <laughs> I, I saw the whole thing. <laughs> Now, I, was, I, I, I briefly thought today, <laughs> maybe The Return of the Swamp Thing is the worst movie, and I Ooh. should put that at the top of my list. Not bad. So not before bad. I came here, I started watching it on, on, online. I'm like, oh, I can watch it online. Sure. And as I was watching, I was like, nope, not as bad as Steel. Steel was the Now, I mean, was it just Shaq that killed it for you, or was it? Oh, everything killed yeah. it for me. Shaq potentially. Well, Shaq's a terrible actor. I, hate, I, I mean, yeah. yeah, no, I, 
Shaq, well, no. Shaq, Shaq should have funded the movie and right. hired somebody yeah, else. Somebody that could, else. That could, that could, maybe that like that. Maybe like I can't. I don't know the. He actors. should have just funded the movie. Not that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know the actor's name, but the guy in the Green Mile. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Duncan. Duncan, uh, it's Duncan played, something. Michael Clark Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan. Who was the late, the, late, the late yeah. Michael Clark Duncan. He yeah. would have made an awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he would have been good. Yeah. Um, I could see that. Yeah. But you need, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing is Michael Clark Duncan uh, is big and imposing. But you don't necessarily, so Steel, you, Steel, you don't need somebody that big. Steel was big, mm-hmm. but Steel wasn't Michael Clark Duncan big. I mean, he's huge. So like Michael Strahan? I don't know who that is. Oh. Mm. Wasn't he a linebacker for the Giants? Uh, the guy, the, the guy who played um, Kill Killmonger in Black Panther would be Michael B. Jordan. Is that his name? The guy, yeah. that, the guy, the guy that was uh, Johnny Storm in the Fantastic Four movie. The number one first choice for my bad movie. <laughs> yes. yes, he would be a good. He would have been a good steal. Uh, but basically, yeah. it's, a, it's a good. The steal's a good concept. They they couldn't do the armor back then. I mean, mm-hmm. they could do armor now. We've seen Iron Man a hundred times. But back then, right. the armor was foam. Yeah, silver foam. Yeah. They didn't want to cover his face. They, got, they gave him an right. open face mask. Now, uh, I don't remember. Did they connect that to Superman at all? Or was it its own I thing? I think maybe very, very, very uh, quietly. They did it to the side. Yeah. I think maybe they, they like had very thin. I think, I, think, I think maybe they were like, hey, that guy, there's a cub reporter named Jimmy. And then uh, they yeah. walked away. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good choice. Either that, they were in the street, and the wind picked up, and all they do is just look up and. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so I mean, it's terrible movie. Ah, makes me sad. <laughs> That's my number one worst movie. All right, Paul. All right, another tie. Not as bad. As- worse than the Fantastic Four. All right. <laughs> Batman and Robin. Ooh, I almost picked that. I almost did too. And, <laughs> and Batman Forever. Uh, Batman and Robin's worse. They both suck. <laughs> They both suck, but both I, suck. Batman and Robin is worse. Batman, no. Bat, Bat, Batman Forever has a has a little bit of a storyline that is a little bit Whoever more solid. Whoever hired Joe Schumacher to, That's worse. to oh, direct that. I know. I know. That that goes almost goes along with my... Um, nipples in the costume. No, I'm sorry. Not your <laughs> nipples in the costume. <laughs> Where are you going with that? <laughs> I said that at the wrong time. I was just thinking about Batman and Robin, and I said I thought nipples in the costume. No, wow. what I was going to say is that that's along the same lines as my um, X Men and Spider Man pick, yeah. because it totally just derailed on every yep. damn Both level. Of them did actually yes, because George, Batman no, Forever started it. And they then, derailed it with Batman Forever, right? And then they just totally put it all over the cliff with yep. Batman and Robin, right? The train couldn't stop in time. Superman wasn't there to <laughs> stop the train, so it went over the cliff. Yep. So, you know, really, who the hell gets who the hell hires Arnold Schwarzenegger to play Goddamn Mister Freeze? He was famous. Everybody chill. Yeah. No. What I killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. I would have loved, <laughs> <laughs> loved to see Patrick Stewart as Mister Freeze. Yes. Yeah. No. That That's what good. I wanted. Yeah. No. And not only that. What they did to Bane. Oh, actually, Bane is the best part about that movie. <laughs> Bane is the best part about that movie. Sure, okay. He looks he looked like Bane. Sure, he looked like Bane. That's all you need. That was it. That's it. That's all you need. No. Bane is not a 
I was waiting for moron. Mm, Bane smash. Oh yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. No, he was a moron in that movie, but he yeah. looked he looked like Bane. Yeah, opposed, he looked like as, Bane, as, but, as opposed to but as opposed he, he to wasn't, the, the other yeah, wasn't the imposing character that Bane is. Yeah, the, the imposing villain. Hit it. He looked like he was like he was like that that Hulk toy I had as a kid that was just a balloon that would. That would Break out of the cage. Oh, all right. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. know you had yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. And Chris Higgs, Robin didn't look like Robin. He looked like Nightwing with, a, with a cape. Now I've I've recently rewatched that movie, and it, just because it's, I find it so funny. But there is legitimate comical bonks when people get hit yeah. <laughs> yeah. during the fight scenes, nah. and then the Batgirl. Oh. Yeah, they tried to bring her back, girl, and then they yep. gave all the they gave them all their silver costumes at the end. I remember, just... I remember the exact moment, <laughs> the exact moment. This is when, unacceptable. When I was sitting, exactly, I remember the exact moment when I was sitting in the theater watching that movie, and I was like, "No," I was like, "Yep, no, screw you." Is that was when it, you get was up it and right left? after the opening credits? <laughs> no, but I should have. Yeah. Almost. It you was the both. moment that the bat skates popped out. Yeah, that's the beginning of the movie. Basically, yep. yeah. I saw that and I was like, no. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't when uh when when uh Mr. Freeze in his headquarters was was making all his guys sing I'm uh, Mr. I'm Mr. Uh Ice Miser. Mr. Freeze Miser. Uh, I'm Mr. Cold. That movie's so bad on so many levels. But so many levels. I gotta say one thing about that though is I didn't think George Clooney was that bad necessarily. He was George Clooney in that movie. He wasn't bad at all. All right, let's back all right. Back it up. George Clooney was a fantastic Bruce Wayne. Mm. No. Not even close. Not even close. I thought it was good. He was better than Bruce Wayne than he was Batman. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. my problem is that George Clooney was George Clooney. If you've seen if it, at the time that movie came out, if he's, you would watch right, George Clooney, smirk, right? if you watched yeah, if you watched mm. George Clooney act in in ER and these yep. other things, is the way he moves, yep. he always tilts his head the same way, yep. and he's yeah. always got that dumbass smirk on his face, right. yep. and that's exactly what it was as Bruce Wayne. Yep. His hands in his pockets, bobbing his head and smirking, and yeah. same thing with Bill Kilmer. Yeah. Yeah, Val Kimmel was very good. No. Val Kimmel wasn't that bad, but yeah. my Another well, one of my problems was the scenes, like the scenery. Actually, like, all of them, they got me every damn Batman movie. He tells them who he is. Oh, yeah. Every damn <laughs> yeah. movie. That's what they do. You have to reveal your identity. Yeah. You know, Joe Schumacher killed it so bad, it got to, to the point where the only reason I'm going to the West Coast is, one, I want to make make it to the damn Comic-Con before I die. Mm. And hopefully when Joe Schumacher dies, I can go piss on his grave. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Be one trip. <laughs> now, I mean, when they, Just make sure you scream out, unacceptable. Unacceptable. <laughs> I will. Yeah. I'll, even, I'll even film it for you guys. Tim Burton went out of his way to stylize, to stylize Gotham to look a certain way. Yeah, which and, was dark. Not just dark, but the architecture and all that stuff. Right, and then and right. then it, it held that over into the next movie. Oh, I was like, and I then gold maybe, and then it, and then in Batman Forever, it got a little bigger and splashier than it should have. Yep. And then Batman like and Robin came out sixty six, and then Batman and Robin came out, and there's that scene where where We're they're having the, the motorcycle, the motorcycle uh, race, and, oh. and 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 Robin's like. 
driving his bike off of this bridge, which is just a giant naked man holding a bridge up. Holding and I'm like, oh, yeah. what? Where does this come from? Yeah. Yeah. Who Gotham is authorizing money? For- yep. Uh, movie's so <laughs> Joel yeah. Schumacher, gentlemen. So, Joel yeah. Schumacher. Joel Schumacher. <laughs> Joel I hope, Schumacher. hope you're listening to this. I want my $8 back. <laughs> I know, right? It wasn't 8 bucks then. Yeah, well... <laughs> Uh, Plus okay, my soda. So. <laughs> All right, so that's it for our movies. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. That was um, a bad movie. Oh yeah. So we'll just do real quick our guilty pleasures. Oh yeah. Uh, my guilty pleasure is the Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I enjoy that movie. Yeah. I mean, like Terrible. I said, it's not it's not like a great movie. Yeah. But as far as the Fantastic Four movies go, it's the one I I prefer. I think my original my original one would have been. To say mm-hmm. the first Swamp Thing movie, I love uh, that movie an awful lot. Yeah, but I mm-hmm. also don't think that's a bad movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, after you, after you said Judge Dredd, though, yeah, I think that's legitimately <laughs> the one that I would call my guilty pleasure. I also don't feel that's a bad movie, but everybody else I talk to does. So I, but I will. That's but when it's on TV, I will drop everything yeah. and sit in front of that TV yeah. and watch it. I'm beginning that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Judge Dredd. Oh boy. Paul, <laughs> your guilty pleasure. My guilty pleasure. I mean, it was a good movie to begin with, but when it comes on TV or if I ain't doing nothing, I'll pop it in in the DVD player is The Crow. No, oh, that's not a bad movie, though. That's a great movie, yeah. A lot of people like that movie. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm saying. It was a yeah. good movie to yeah. begin with. but Brandon uh, uh, Brandon Lee's last movie. Brandon Lee, yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, kind of weird movie. how his how he went out at the same time, like the same way his dad. Yeah, did I know it's weird. Well, that's why they say there's a curse on the family, but you know, yeah, whatever. it's called Chinese mafia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right, and that's all we're gonna say about that because we don't want the Chinese mafia coming after us. Nope. <laughs> all right, so supposedly that's it. I mean, so we had a couple other stories we could cover, but I think we've gone on long enough. I think we had a great show, mm-hmm. so uh, I think we'll end it there. Sounds good. So there you go, kids. Um, hope you enjoyed our picks for the worst movies of all time. If you have any other choices, feel free to tell us on Twitter or whatever. And uh, that'll do it for us this evening. Thank you all for, for listening. Uh, and thank you, Paul and Dario, for no coming. Thank you very much. No problem, buddy. And we'll talk to you all next month. See ya. Good night, everybody.